Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. We talking about practice. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Bye Weeks podcast is coming at you on the ultimate bye week of them all, the off season, on a very sunny Easter Monday. And uh, both of us here, myself and my colleague Mike Jinks, have uh, felt quite a bit of sun today. It's been a, it's been an extremely, extremely hot day for us and uh, we're rather fatigued by it, Mike. A beautiful day. Mm. Beautiful day here in London and uh, we're not really ready for it this early in the year. So no. taking us a bit by surprise, we've, we've taken full advantage though. Uh, yeah, ready to do uh, get into the, the podcast though, because we've got a special edition for the people, Tom, this week. Yes, we have, uh, and we're entering uh, a very, very interesting period now with uh, just four days ago to the draft, and we're also entering into our mock draft matrix. It's a very good one you came up with there, Mike. I like that. I like the alliteration in that. Yeah, not, not just a pretty face, Tom. No, no, but proving your worth. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Uh, so the Mock Draft Matrix, we're going to do at least two of these, and uh, the edition of the Mock Draft Matrix today is going to be every team's draft pick uh, without any trades. So just running through the first round and going through which player every team will pick, uh, not accounting for trades. I mean, we should explain the Matrix because we're, we're running the whole draft through simulations. Hmm, yeah. Much like the the characters of the Matrix were living, found themselves living in. Ah, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, just, you never know. You never know. Uh, you know As I said, happen. not just a pretty face. This is genius. No, it was very good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had not seen those films in a, in a while, but uh, they they certainly blew my mind back in the day. Well, the first one definitely holds up. I can't mm. say the same for the other two, but ah, yeah. Anyway. Well, let us know. The Mailbag, your favourite Matrix mm. film. Yeah, yeah. Favourite Keanu Reeves film as well, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get, get a few uh, heads spinning with that uh, one. I'm sure we'll get some uh, requests for John Wick on that one. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, so, all right. Uh, Mike, should we get into this then? Uh, our, our Mock Drive Matrix. You've got, uh, got the yeah. computers fired up here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got um, with our help from our friends at the Draft Network. They give you mm. a, a, a Mock Draft um sort of simulator to help with this kind of thing so we've got that yeah. at the ready uh, we're going to pick alternately yeah so i'm going to pick odd numbers you're going to pick, pick even yeah um which means that i'm on the board first uh with the arizona cardinals mm. um we've talked about this uh, the whole league uh, has been talking about this the whole nfl universe is talking about this people were all saying kyler murray to the arizona cardinals yeah Cliff Kingsbury's not going to faff around. He's going to pull the trigger on it. Mm. Uh, I'm now not very co- as well. Not much ah. less confident on this now. Ah. There's there's a lot of talk about this now that it could just have been a great smokescreen. Mm. Um, well, as they say, Mark, it's lion season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as Bruce Arians once famously <laughs> said. Um, so I'm I'm not as anywhere near as confident on this now. But uh, without any other knowledge really as to who they might take I'm still going to give them Kyler Murray um, great fit for that offense like we've we've discussed before uh, and I think they'll I think they're they're feeling lucky I think they're they're going to gamble I think they're going to trade Josh Rosen and I mm. think they're going to draft Kyler Murray although 
I think the best avenue would be for them to keep both players, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that as and when this, this pick potentially happens. Okay, we're good. So uh, we've put the first one in there, Kyle Murray, QB, Oklahoma. And uh, I'm on the clock next with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the power's in my hands. No likey, no lighty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I likey uh, Nick Bosa here for the San Francisco 49ers. He's uh, a very, very fine edge rusher. Uh, he's going to do a very good job for them uh, playing on the outside. They can run the 3-4 defense with some of the guys they've got in the middle already taking up the space. Uh, oh, 4-3 defense, Mike's telling me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so they'll put they'll put big Solomon Thomas inside uh, at DT then, will they? As, as opposed to oh, but they've, yeah, they've been a four three since Shanahan got there. Ah, okay. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm confused because all those players used to play a three four in college. Yeah, is that right. Yeah. Well, okay, so this is their, this is their issue, right? They've mm. got a lot of big in interior pass rushes in a three four playing. Yeah. They've got that they're like Solomon Thomas and Tariq Armstead and people like that. They've got them in a rotation playing outside wide nine in a four three. Uh, mm. rushing from wide uh, they, they needed a, a legitimate edge player to go opposite D Ford yep. um, and, and I think Nick Bosa is the correct shout yep. the best player in the draft absolutely pick is in Nick Bosa uh, Mike you're on the clock here New York Jets uh, a lot of speculation around this pick um, this one's been changing quite a few times in the past few weeks uh, what's your thoughts uh, a lot of needs mm-hmm. obviously you're picking number three overall um, I think with Adam Gay's coming in there. I think Sam Darnold showed enough that he might improve in year two. I think the offense might be in quite good hands. They might need a playmaker or two. Yep. But I think they're, you know, Le'Veon Bell coming in there. I think they're going to be okay. So I think they're going to go defense. Um, a lot of people speculating that they would go edge here with Josh Allen. Yep. Um, Fine player. From Kentucky. Uh, one of our favorite players in this draft. Mm. Uh, very agile, hostile edge rusher hostile young man yeah. Uh, but I'm just going to give them best player available and that player is our one of our favourite players in this entire draft out of the University of Houston Ed Oliver defensive tackle excellent um, fantastic in interior pass rusher misused last year in Houston um, they had him two gapping mm. for whatever reason playing the run a lot more yeah. um, you don't want him doing that you want him wrecking ball down the field uh, I think the, the Jets will free him up to do that a la uh, the the lad there in um, uh, LA for the Rams. Uh, yep. Uh, oh, uh, Aaron Donald. Thank you. Blimey, I can't can't remember the that, name. That of lad. I can't I can't remember <laughs> the name of the lad. NFL's defensive MVP. <laughs> this is this is definitely my my knowledge. You should trust clearly. <laughs> well, some good some good insight there on uh, Ed Oliver, Mike. Certainly, uh, you've been you've been following his college career quite nicely. And, I, I watched uh, about half an hour of his film the other day at work as well. Oh, excellent. He, he just he really appeals to me. I really mm. like him. Yeah, yeah. We've banged the table quite a while about this guy, and uh, good good to see us getting him going three there. I'm very happy with that one for me, Mike. Uh, now the Oakland Raiders are on the clock nest at four, and um, more carnage with the Raiders this week. Yeah, yeah, more carnage. Mike Mayock sending the uh, the draft team home. Yeah, uh, afraid, scouts, afraid of leaks. Well, because the scouting team will be from the the previous regime still. Mm. Uh, so for fear of leaks, he doesn't know who he can trust. So he sent the whole draft room home. That was brilliant. <laughs> like a the, megalomaniac. Uh, yeah, the TV man bringing the drama to Oakland. <laughs> it's, it's what we want to see. Um, but with Ed Oliver gone here and um, the Raiders really needing some, some help all, all around the board, really, um, I'm going to give him... Going to give him Quillen Williams here from yeah. Alabama, the interior defensive lineman, to, to come in and play inside in that defense. Uh, I think he's probably the next best player available outside of uh, Oliver. 
Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of edge prospects here, a lot of edge rushes the Raiders could go with, but I think they just get the, the best player at number four here. And they have also got two more first-round picks to come, and an absolute king's ransom that uh, the Bears gave them uh, for, um, yeah. for Khalil Mack. Yeah, so uh, John, John Gruden famously saying to Mike Mayock, uh, Mayock revealing at his introductory press conference, Gruden said to him, I, uh, I've had to take a lot of licks to get you three first-round picks. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> so, uh, in classic Gruden style there. So, uh, yeah, they need to get this right. But I, I think so it's, Yeah, it's a safe pick as an uh, Alabama prospect. Yeah. You usually can't go wrong with a defensive uh, prospect I, I think they Alabama. sprint to the podium for yep. Quinn and Williams. Absolutely. Big freaky guy. Yep. Defensive tackle. Yep, there you go. That picks in number four, Quinn and Williams, to the Raiders. Mike, you're on the clock next. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, what do they do here? Well... Now, I mean, we are just sticking to our guns here mm. with our picks. Um, I think trade is a real option here. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens, really. But with a team wanting to move up and take a quarterback, you think? Maybe. Gets the trade in here, yeah. Maybe get ahead of the Giants, yeah. who are very quarterback needy, as we've discussed in previous podcasts. Yeah. Um, we are not running that simulation at the moment, though. We are just doing as we seize it. And I think Edge is big for them but I think off the ball mid linebacker quarterback of the defense is a bigger need they lost they lost Quan Alexander a franchise cornerstone in free agency mm. um, absolute killer for that football team um, yeah. they haven't got a quarterback on offense they now don't want to have one, don't have one on defense either um, so I think they uh, they run to the podium and select the uh, the, the best uh, middle linebacker prospect I've seen uh, the last couple of years in mm. Devin White out yeah. of uh, uh, LSU. Yeah, I like um, that. Absolutely a freakish player. Sideline to sideline, uh, you'd have to. He's a he's a mad dog as well. Yeah, he'll come up and smash you in mm. the middle. And he played in the the SEC as well. Um, yeah. So you don't have any fear. A lot of these mid linebackers these days are pass coverage guys mm. uh, from playing a lot of spread offenses. The SEC does does play a lot of spread offense now, but. You still got to be able to step up in the hole and put a put a hit on a fullback and take down a, yeah. a ball carrier sometimes, and he can he's shown he can do that. So yeah, he's got a nice ban for himself for the first half of the Alabama game this year. That's <laughs> yeah. what I remember after uh, going too hard in one game, which was uh, you know is good to see. I honestly, I, I think I, I think he just fits into in the middle of an any NFL mm. defense seamlessly three four four three. It's yeah. just a no brainer for me for them. Devin White. Yep, very, very, very good, very good, uh, very good analysis there of Devin White. Uh, the New York Giants are next on the clock, and uh, we we discussed they may be going a quarterback here, uh, certainly to to find a successor for Eli. But I'm not so convinced about this. I just don't think they they're enamoured with anyone too much. You hear about they've been meeting with Haskins, they've been meeting with Locke. There's a lot of Daniel Jones talk now coming out of nowhere. Unbelievable uh, talk that, that they may take him six overall. Daniel yeah, Jones. I mean, our, our fourth rated quarterback. No, you talk about smokescreen. I think I think that's a good one that's been put out there. Now, um, Mike, we, uh, we, we've been fascinated with Dave Gettleman, the GM of the New York Giants, uh, for, for some of the calamity, no doubt, that's gone on the past year, but also for his uh, for the roster he was able to build at Carolina, uh, yeah. a very n- nice uh, roster. And uh, People forget a, uh, yeah. <laughs> a Super Bowl contending roster yeah. he built there. It's good. And uh, how did he start that roster, Mike? He had a, he had a name for the, the guys he, he liked to draft. Uh, he referred to them as hog mollies, Tom. <laughs> Um, affectionately known as Hog Mollies, i.e. Big Boys. Yep. Uh, in his first round, he took uh, Star Lutilide and um, another big defensive tackle, first and second picks of his first draft. Mm, yeah, Kwan uh, Short. And Kwan Short, yeah. yeah, who were staples of that franchise for mm. that, that playoff run. Yep. 
So I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think, I think I know where you're going with this, Tom. But do you want to elaborate? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think uh, he's going to address the defensive line. Uh, Giants need a, need a lot uh, on the defensive line, to be honest. I think he he he'd actually be tempted to go with Jawan Taylor here, the offensive tackle out mm-hmm. of Florida, and uh, really solidify that offensive line. But they spent quite a lot on the offensive line last few seasons, so I think edge is uh, more of a need here. And I'm going to give uh, the New York Giants Josh Allen, the uh, edge rusher, okay. from Kentucky. Okay. Concerned about him playing the run. Um, for Dave Gettleman? Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I do think he's more of a specialist pass rusher, but he's absolutely the best the best player on the board here in terms of what he can do in the pass game. Um, I don't know, would you suggest another option for the Giants here? No, look, look I, I was just playing devil's advocate, but I, I, I think it's a great pick for them. Mm. I think they should be happy with Josh Allen uh, yeah. to play in that 4-3 defense. Um, Rashawn Gary might be the pick mm. for Dave Gettleman. Uh, out of Michigan, more of a, a big, solid run defender as well. Uh, but the pass, the pass rush production just wasn't there. Yeah, uh, at Michigan. So you know you can't have everything. Um, so I, yeah, I've no issue, no issue with them taking Josh Allen there at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's in the New York Giants get uh, Allen for the sixth pick, and uh, the next on the clock are the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be absolutely delighted with the way this board is shaken out here. Uh, Tom Coughlin still pulling the strings there. Mm. Uh, the godfather in Jacksonville. Um, they love him over there. Mm. He has full authority. And he wants the same thing he's always wanted, Tom Coughlin. He wants to beat you up physically for 60 minutes on offense and defense. Yep. He wants to run the football, throw on play action, and keep the, the opposition to less than 20 points per game. Yep. And win a Super Bowl and just get out of here. Um, as he did with the New York Giants, basically. Yep. Um and there is one player here that you've just mentioned that the Giants will be interested in. So I think he will be nervous, but he wants him, I'm sure. Uh, it's Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle. Uh, yep. A Florida uh, Florida lad. He's been playing at Florida State. Mm. Um, big. Uh, Florida. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Florida. My mistake. Sorry, Florida. He's a gator. Uh, apologies. Yes, he is a gator. Uh, big, heavy hands. Mm. Physical offensive tackle. Uh, but he's nimble, can play the pass as well. Um, I you think he talk I, about that production. Only like one sack through his entire college career. That's uh, that's, yeah. that's unheard of, really. They, they in the SEC, yeah, like, ridiculous, ridiculous. And they they couldn't get um, they couldn't get Blake Bortles protected last year. So yep. let, let's get uh, let, let's get um, uh, Juwan Taylor in there. Let's protect Nick Foles and let's play some more more physical football. Nice in Jacksonville. Nice, yeah, like it. It's great, cool. The Detroit Lions are next on the clock with the eighth overall pick. And there's a few options for the Lions here. The team needs some help in the secondary. And there's definitely a few standout secondary players are available here. Obviously, no one's been taken yet. Um, a lot of people mocking them tight end as well, thinking that uh, Hawk, TJ Hawkinson could come in there and uh, do a very good job. But I'm going to go slightly different here for the Lions. Uh, I'm going to give them a player that reminds them a lot of their former potentially Hall of Fame receiver Calvin Johnson uh, and I'm going to draft him DK Metcalf Ooh. the uh, wide receiver out of Miss of Mississippi uh, Ole Miss um, I just think he's a he's such a physical specimen um, they're you know, he's the, the best target that Stafford can get Stafford's been uh, underwhelmed by his receivers the past few years and I think this is um, this is time for Stafford to go out there and uh, didn't really build another nice connection with a big-bodied receiver like he's done in the past. Uh, he's the franchise, so you have to give him uh, a weapon that he's been comfortable throwing to before, a uh, similar size guy. 
And uh, DK Metcalf, I mean, the, the intangibles, or the measurables, sorry, just off the charts with this guy. Uh, tested so well, the combine. And uh, I just can't see this guy getting out of the top 10, to be honest. He's, uh, he's an absolute specimen. Some talk that he might. Um, there was some talk the other day that Hollywood Brown is now the number one receiver on some boards. Mm. I guess it's picky poison. It's what you want. Yeah. Uh, someone like the Pittsburgh Steelers would be more... <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, someone like the Pittsburgh Steelers would be more interested in maybe a Marquise Brown mm. uh, that fits their profile a bit more. Yep. Um, for Matthew Stafford, let's throw it down the field. Yeah. Play basketball mm. on turf, and I, I think that's a great selection for them. Yep. Uh, if they, I, I have my doubts whether they'll do that at eight or not. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they could do it, and I think they should potentially do it. So mm. good pick by you, I think. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you, that Mike. Now, uh, Buffalo Bills next on the clock at number nine. Yep, so Bill's reason for optimism. Mm. And I didn't think I would say that when they, they drafted Josh Allen last year. Um, maybe we were wrong on Josh. I mean, he didn't play great, admittedly, mm. throwing the football. If he can improve that, then they've got... But he's a better athlete, yeah. and he's been hard, He's been a harder tackle than I thought. So they've got hope yeah. on the offense. Yeah, he's certainly got, played with spirit. He certainly did play with spirit. He, he's got LaShawn McCoy still. Um, yeah. They've got some things going on on offense. Uh, and they've got picks, so they can they can address these things later in the draft. Yeah, I think they need defensive linemen for this 4-3 defense. Yeah, uh, Sean McDermott's 4-3 defense. You play zone and you only rush four. You need a disruptive presence. Mm. You need a, an edge player, a defensive end that can get down the field, play the run, and take the quarterback. Um can this guy do both of these things well? We'll find out. He can definitely do one of them well. Uh, I'm going to give him Brian Burns from mm. Florida State, State University. Nice. Uh, big, freaky specimen. Um, excellent pass rusher. Um, I'm not, so, as I said, I'm not, as I alluded to, I'm not so convinced that he is a um, necessarily a, a, a finished or polished run defender yet. Mm. Um but as a, as a pure pass rusher, um, a variety of moves and athleticism um, gives them somebody uh, straight away um, that can that can come in and contribute uh, on that defense for uh, for Scott McDermott there. Yeah. Sean McDermott, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. That's uh, yeah, it's definitely a sort of player you want to get. In that he, team. He's getting some buzz now as well. Mm. He's getting some buzz late in draft season. Yeah, nice. Oh, potentially interviewing very well for himself and uh, showing good yeah. good football IQ potentially. Mm-hmm. So usually an indicator of that. Um, the next on the clock we have the Denver Broncos and um, I think here we go Mike I think <laughs> this is where things start getting sweaty yeah yeah, yeah. I think uh, sound the alarms because uh, a quarterback's being taken here uh, we, uh, I know you and me were talking earlier about uh, John Elway's love of uh, tall quarterbacks who can, uh, who can throw the ball with velocity yeah so that they, they haven't taken somebody Either free agency or the draft less than six foot five since mm. Elway's been there. Interesting. Oh, maybe Keenan might be the only one. Uh, yeah, actually, he might be the only one. Although I think he's up there. He's quite tall, mm. isn't he? Or maybe yeah. I'm mistaken about that. Yeah, I'm not 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 entirely sure. Anyway, they've taken yeah. a lot of tall guys. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in no um, no more obvious than Joe Flacco recently as well being taken yeah, uh, by them. Uh, so I think Drew Locke, the quarterback from Missouri, is a guy who really fits well into this mold here for what they want to do. Um, he can definitely sit for a year under Flacco. Uh, in my opinion, Locke is the best quarterback of this class, um, but d- sitting for a year will do him uh, absolute wonders. And he's, he's mobile enough um, to, to make a living in the NFL these days as well. can make every throw for me, so 
I think uh, I think Elway's absolutely enamoured with this guy and uh, gets him the uh, tenth pick. Yeah, I I think I think they will do this if he's there. Um, don't know whether he will be there or not, but I think I think they I, I think they will do it if he is um, mobile enough, as you say, and that that fits perfectly into the they're still running the old school Denver system, a version of the old school sim, uh, Denver system that John Elway ran that mm. bootleg system. Yeah. Um, throw it vertically big tall passer that can throw it vertically through that cold weather mm. um, Drew Lock seems to be the fit for me yeah. so it makes sense yeah great and the Bengals are next on the clock with 11 now they could go a, a number of options here Mike they could go anywhere <laughs> yeah. um, new coaching staff new head coach is going to call his own plays uh, I don't know it's tough this one mm. um, I still when we started this I've got a lot of ideas what they'll do and I still don't know what they'll do. Um, yeah. I am going to mix things up. Mix it up. Mix it up. Mix it up, mm. as it were. A little bit here. Um, I thought they will be in the Dwayne Haskins stakes. Mm. Yeah. Um, which they might be. Yeah. Um, QB. Uh, an Ohio boy. Yeah, keep him in state. Keep him in state. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're foolhardy and they believe in Andy Dalton. Big red. Yes, well, why Why wouldn't they? they they've shown nothing to make us believe they're not. Yeah, um, and I, I think they are going to support him. What do you do with somebody that you can't necessarily trust to make all the throws in the NFL? Um, somebody that might only live in that short to intermediate range. Well, you get them a big target, Tom. Mm. You get them a big tight end. Ooh, ooh, interesting. You get them a tight end that can block like an offensive lineman and catch like a wide receiver. You get them one of my favourite players in this draft, yep. TJ Hawkinson, mm. goes to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and I think they are delighted to see him there. Yeah, I have to say, that's a value pick for them. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are mocking Hawk to go in the top 10. Yeah. yeah. I I think, look, I still think they might panic and make a rash decision on a quarterback. Because yeah. I still, joking aside, I think Andy Dalton can play. Um, uh, you just need to build a great defense and support and cast. Yeah. Um, and uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to be one member of that. Um, they can't keep their tight ends fit over there. Mm. Always, they're always losing them to injury. Um, so yeah, let, let's get let's get TJ Hawkinson in, Hawkinson in there. Sorry, mm. and uh, play some physical in the run game and and catch the ball as well. Very nice, very exciting pick there for the Bengals. Uh, and that brings us on to the Green Bay Packers coming in here at uh, twelve. Twelve. And um, I think uh, I think the the run has begun here. I think the Packers are annoyed. The Bengals take T.J. Hawkinson uh, one ahead of them, so they get the next best tight end. Uh, also coming out to Iowa, for the Packers go with Noah Fant here to provide them with a real dynamic threat in the passing game. Uh, he's a guy who, who can play out in the slot. Uh, he can come in and play inside as well. And uh, I think he's he's going to be Aaron Rodgers' best friend in this uh, in this passing attack with anything over the middle. Yeah, great pick. Uh, great pick for them again. Um, <clears throat> Noah Fant, freaky athlete, ran a four five forty mm. out of a man his size. Yeah, uh, that that is extremely extremely uh, enticing prospect. Safety was in play there for you, I imagine, with uh, Har Har mm. Clinton Dix going over to the Bears, one of the yeah. best names in the NFL, yeah. uh, departing from Green Bay. Yeah, it's yeah. A shame. But uh, yeah, okay. But the, the safety stay on the board now. Mm. That leads us to the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Mm. The Miami Dolphins. What do they do? They are tanking this year. Yeah. Um, they have they have taken their foot off the gas. They've said we're going to wait till twenty twenty. We're gonna we're gonna get Tua number one overall, mm. and we're gonna 
not give the people what they want in Miami this year, which yeah. is a competitive football team. Uh, Fitzmagic will be starting there at quarterback, I understand. So. Well, I, I'm thrilled for it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, look, we all love that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think I think basically it's a pretty brave decision. Uh, they, they clearly have the, uh, the freedom to do that from the brass there in Miami to yeah. just take the best player available and wait till next year. Um, and I think in on this occasion, uh, I, I think they're potentially going to take a offensive tackle uh, to help build uh, an offensive line there that can compete um, against some of these these good defenses in the um, the AFC East, yeah. um, I think they're going to take Jonah Williams out yeah. of uh, Alabama mm. uh, to solidify that offensive line. Um, nice. Get think, things ready for when the quarterback comes in next year. Yeah, next year. exactly. Give yeah, give him a give him a second year player that might potentially be there to to tackle um, not tackle him, <laughs> protect him. Um, so yeah, jo- Jonah Williams. Yeah, good. Very, very good call, actually. I was uh, just thinking the same thing, actually, when it came to them. That's, uh, yeah, that's be a, a very good one for the Dolphins there. And uh, they're, they're happy to get uh, Jonah Williams, of course. Now, next the next on the clock, we have the Atlanta Falcons. And I believe you have some interesting uh, insider knowledge as to what the where the Falcons usually go with their first-round picks here, Mike. Yeah, I was just reading an article about trends, um, draft trends. And since uh, Thomas Dimitrov, the, uh, the, the GM, has come in there, um, they've had a very and, uh, and and the coach there as well, the head coach Dan Quinn from Seattle. They've had a very distinct philosophy drafting and defense, <clears throat> and that basically follows the Seattle blueprint, which is in the front seven, quick, twitchy, undersized defenders. Mm. Um, maybe people don't value them because they seem to be too small, too shifty. Uh, they want some people might want big, powerful players. Not not the Atlanta Falcons. Not a bit of it. Uh, I think Ed Oliver would be there, probably the best player on their board, potentially. Yeah. Um, which gives you an idea of the kind of player they're looking for. Um, and then in the secondary, they just get big, lanky ball hawks, basically, um, mm. that aren't the best athletes, but can defend the deep ball a la Richard Sherman. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that, that's kind of the blueprint they've, they've been laying down the last few years. All right, well, you set up quite nicely for me here, Mike, because uh, there's a big, lanky cornerback who is actually an outstanding athlete, uh, who tested very well at the combine. Um Greedy Williams, the cornerback from LSU. I think this is a bit of a surprise pick here, but the Falcons solidify their secondary here. They play in a division with a lot of uh, exciting wide receiver ones, mainly, namely Michael Thomas, uh, the big fella Mike Evans down in Tampa Bay. They need a shutdown cornerback. Uh, they need to try and uh, just stop these guys from just playing basketball on them, basically. Uh, every game seems to be a shootout in this uh, division. So uh, I think they, they, they get a guy based on uh, their needs, but also based on their division. Uh, who can come and, and make them competitive against some of these receivers? Greedy Williams. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I see the logic. Just I, I know we've got to rattle through these, but uh, with Greedy you concerned about his physicality for Dan Quinn at all? That's going to be a question potentially in that defense. Yeah, well, I, I I'm concerned about Efforts it yeah. as well potentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those are those are problems I raised with him from the start. But um, I think just based on what they need to do and how they need to cover these receivers in that division, I think it's just just makes total. It's total sense for them. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, Greedy's off the board. Uh, great name as well. Oh, um, fantastic. Fantastic name. We'll, we'll be watching his career with great interest. <laughs> now, uh, how greedy will he be when it comes <laughs> to his rookie contract? That's the, uh, <laughs> that's the question. Uh, that would be an enticing storyline. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll send out a special podcast just for that one. <laughs> yeah. For the Greedy Williams contract. The Greedy Williams show. Yeah. Maybe get him to dial in. Um, okay, so that leaves me picking for the Washington Redskins. 
Oh, oi, vey. Yeah, uh, your favourites. Yeah. The Washington racists here at 15. They need everything. Mm. Um, I'd argue they potentially need a new head coach, but they've stuck with Jay Gruden, um, despite his uh, under 500 record since he joined the <laughs> NFC East. Uh, pretty pretty regular whipping boy for my Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Um, they, As I said, they need everything. Um, one thing that's an underrated need for them, unfortunately, actually, uh, joking aside, is that the, due to the Alex Smith situation, I, I think that's going to end his career, that leg break. Yeah, it looks like uh, it. looks to be much more serious than initially thought. Um, that means they are very much in need of a quarterback. Ooh, um, now, as a young man from Ohio who believes, Ooh. he's been talking in the media this week, believes that there's interest there. Um, the skins in this scenario confirm that there is mutual interest. Uh, they draft Dwayne Haskins, number 15 overall, to be the franchise of the uh, franchise QB of the future. Case Keenan plays this year. Mm. Dwayne plays next year. Oh, fantastic. Under uh, a new head coach, probably, because they're going to finish 6-10 and 10 again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, a, a guy who I, I compared to Alex Smith in our last podcast. So, there you go. The stars stars aligning <laughs> for everyone. stars align. Uh, yeah, I, I love that pick, yeah. Uh, I, I can totally see that one happening, actually. Uh, Skins need to do something there. So, that's, uh, you know, they're pretty thrilled to have Haskins on the board, I think. Um, next, we come to the Panthers at 16. And they're talking about teams who are thrilled to have a guy on the board, Mike. I mean, uh, oh, my goodness. Rashawn Gary's still here. This is just a better nail this one on the Carolina Panthers if this happens. Uh, this is a guy, a multifaceted defensive end coming out of Michigan. Uh, you can play the run and pass uh, very well. As you mentioned, no no massive numbers in the in the pass game in terms of sacks, but the football IQs off the charts. Uh, I love I love guys who play that. I love guys playing that Don Brown defense there in Michigan, uh, and I just think this guy, this guy makes total sense for what the, the in terms of the blueprint of how the Panthers draft their guys. Uh, I mean, he may well be off the board here come actual draft night, but um, yeah, no, Rashawn Gary to the Panthers. That's okay, nail on. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be... Um, they're still playing that 4-3 over there. Seems to make sense. It seems to be a great fit. Yeah. Ah, now. Ah, we come to the uh, New York Giants with the your, 17th pick and their second pick in the first round. Your New York football Giants. <laughs> I think Dave Gettleman is not as stupid as people think he is. Mm. And I've got a lot of time for Dave Gettleman. Mm, yeah, I know. Me too. I think this Daniel J- Jones thing is uh, a load of baloney. Mm, pardon no. my French, Thomas. <laughs> Those were hogwash. Hogwash. <laughs> hogwash on hog mollies. Or is it? <laughs> I think they want another big body in there. Mm. Daniel Jones is a big body at quarterback. Mm. But I don't think they take him here. I think mm. they know he's going to be available in the second round because he's not actually that good. So <laughs> I'm going to give them the next best offensive tackle on the board to play opposite Nate Solder and f- put the finishing touch on that rebuild. On the, They've sunk a lot of money into that offensive line and to be fair, it's looking good. Yeah. They finish it off here with uh, Andre Dillard mm. out of Washington State. Give me give me two linemen for Dave Gettleman in, in this draft for the Giants. You, you'll be able to hear the booing all the way <laughs> from New York. Um, but I think that that'll be two very sensible picks for them. Uh, Dillard, a very uh, polished pass protector coming out of that... Um, air raid offense in Washington State run game play will need work physicality is a question coming out of that offense but mm. I, I think he's got that make him a risk as a first round pick potentially yes mm. yeah I th- this isn't a slam dunk yeah this isn't this one isn't this one could go either way yeah it really is a coin toss whether he can adapt to the NFL game or not but um he's got certainly got the athletic base and and the the pass blocking prowess to 
be an enticing uh, pick here in the first round. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's certainly makes sense there for from Gettleman's perspective up there in New York. Uh, next, we come to the Vikings uh, with the 18th pick, and I'm just going to go here and a guy who everyone seems to be mocking to the Vikings with this pick. Uh, they need to address their offensive line. Uh, their running game is just non-existent these days up there in Minnesota. It's a bit of a joke, um, and they get back to basics here and just get themselves a, a plug-and-play center that they can play for 10 years. And that's uh, Garrett Bradbury uh, for the interior offensive line out of NC State. Uh, he did a very good job there in that uh, ACC division. Uh, held up well against uh, the pass rusher Clemson a number of times. And um, I think he's just, that just makes perfect sense for what the Vikings need here. Wow, yeah, you lead me into my question on this pick perfectly talking about the pass run of Clemson you've got Dexter Lawrence and probably more importantly Christian Wilkins still on the board at this point of this draft mm. um, seem to be perfect fits for that either of them perfect fits for that Vikings defense you, they got consideration here um, I, th- I think consideration yeah but I think their their offensive lines in such such struggles the one of the, the the strong points of the Vikings team has been the defense of the past few years so I think uh, I think they address the weakness here and, uh, okay go offensive line sure sure okay fine so that leaves me with the Titans now the Titans Ooh. have got a few needs mm. they've also got a lot of different directions they could go here. I'll be honest with you. This I really don't have a feel for what the Titans are going to do. No. Um, I think they hometown team, of course. There's been there's been some big there's been some big benefits of all these store crazy storylines popping up this year. Is a lot of teams have been able to slide under the radar in terms of what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, the Tennessee Titans being one of them. I don't have a great feel. I know pass rush is going to be a concern for them. Yeah. Now. Again, I don't know how they feel on medical on mm. players. Uh, this young man has got potentially a history of, uh, well, not a history of, uh, an un- pre- a previously unknown about heart condition that was uh, revealed at the draft. W- will this put them off? I don't know. If they're happy with it, they get Montez Sweat mm. um, to come and play as a pure pass rusher in the uh, the 3-4 defense there. Uh, Dick LeBeau, Dick LeBeau-style defense just get after them on third down with, yeah. um, and Montez Sweat is a far from finished prospect but an absolute uh, gym and workout warrior uh, mm. worked his way into the first round pretty much with his combine performance and numbers so um, bit of a gamble but I, I think they do it for, for looking for that that ultimate edge player so Montez Sweat to the Titans yeah yeah very good yeah uh, that I'm very interested to see what the Titans do with that pick actually in the in Nashville in the hometown. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, Nashville it'll be, will be buzzing. I feel like they could uh, they could go any any direction as you mentioned. So yeah, I think that's the medical checkout. That certainly makes sense. Next on the clock we have the the Steelers coming in at twenty, and uh, this is interesting because uh, obviously after trading Antonio Brown away, um, I mean the, the the fit here probably for what they like to do should be a Hollywood Brown out of. Um, uh, Oklahoma uh, at receiver, uh, almost a light for like replacement there for Antonio Brown. Uh, nice hands and a good uh, run after the catch ability as a receiver. But um, interesting enough, he's uh, Antonio Brown's cousin, and uh, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are an organization that will tolerate. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think I think uh, fool them once, good on you. Fool them twice, uh, <laughs> you better count your blessings. And uh, they're they're just done with that particular family. Yeah. I think. In the words of the great George Bush Jr., uh, fool them twice, you you, you, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> 
So yeah, there you uh, go. I, I think I think they stay away from that pick. Now there's needs a cornerback as well for the Steelers here. Um, but I, I'm going to give them uh, a linebacker to come in and fill the void that was Ooh. left by the unfortunate injury to Ryan Shazier. Uh, they've never been able to fill that since that happened, and uh, he's almost a like-for-like replacement, a sideline to sideline guy. And that's Devin Bush Jr. out of Michigan. You love those Michigan defensive. Mm, I do. Uh, defensive players. Um, yeah. yeah, good pick. Yeah, just a very NFL-ready linebacker. Um, for me, there's not too much separating him and um, White at the top of this draft. Um, I think that's a great pick. So, but, yep, the, the Steelers uh, address that need. I think you've got a good feel for that, Matthews, because I, I, the, the trend, certainly, for the Steelers is not to take receivers in the first round. They mm. took Antonio Brown in the late rounds. They took Juju Smith-Schuster in the later rounds. Yeah. They, they find receivers. They, they hit on receivers. It's uncanny how many receivers they get in the late rounds. Yeah. So I don't think they'll be going Hollywood there. One thing they don't hit on is cornerbacks, <laughs> which is uh, which is why uh, a few of these cornerbacks could be in play there, but uh, I think they make the safe pick here. Yeah, yeah. No, fair, fair enough there, mate. Fair enough. Um, so I am looking at the Seattle Seahawks here, number 21. Now, they've got some options here. Now, again, I don't have a fantastic feel for this. Um, I think the need is probably would be for a safety. Um, I don't know how they feel about uh, about, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Jonathan Abram, who are probably the, um, the two... In contention at this point, uh, Jonathan Abram probably more of a, uh, you know, m- probably more of a free safety. Mm. I, uh, I had when we when we spoke about this the other day, I, I did have them taking a safety here, but <clears throat> I think they're enticed by a different kind of player that's still on the board, um, and it's not a need necessarily. Um, I think they'll bring back Frank Clark to play edge, which would mm. eliminate that edge need for them as well, yep. potentially. Um, I think they can't look past Christian Wilkins here. Yep. He's been on the board too long. Oh, yeah. um, he has to go now. It, a one-gap pass rush freak from the inside, um, which is exactly what the Seahawks look for in their defensive tackles. Um, I, I think they'd be pretty pretty keen to have him there in Seattle. Yeah, uh, that's, that makes perfect sense. I like that call a lot. Uh, definitely one of my favourite players in the draft as yeah, well. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. I was hoping I'd Clemson. be able to get him to slip down to the Eagles here, but alas, it's not been possible. <laughs> no, no. That's, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, to be to be honest, a shame if he drops that far as well, because uh, he, you know, he's definitely a guy who should be top 20. They're definitely warranted in the top 20. Yeah, they get steal there, the Seahawks. Yeah. Next we have the Ravens. Uh, now, I think they're going to go receiver here. Everyone seems to be mocking him receivers. Everyone likes, uh, again, Hollywood Brown going to the Ravens. Uh, just an absolute speed merchant they can hook up with uh, Lamar Jackson. But I like... Um, you like I, I a want different a, receiver. Yeah, no, I, I like a different kind of receiver. I'm, I'm a heightist, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a, a, a fellow with a large catch radius and uh, one of our, our favourite players, again, coming from one of our favourite schools. It's Hakeem Butler, wide receiver, Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, get him there for, for Lamar Jackson to throw some balls. Uh, the accuracy is an issue still with Jackson, uh, but this is a guy who can pull out, pull in one hand and catches like it ain't nothing. So, uh, <laughs> Hakeem Butler, wide receiver, Iowa State. 6'5", 230 pounds, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, throwing vertically is probably the best 
the best strategy for Lamar Jackson, mm. to be honest. I still don't think he's going to be able to make those reads over the middle of an NFL defense. So throw it high and out to the outside and get Hakeem to go and play some uh, yeah. some basketball on turf there, rebound for him. Yeah, Good, Great call, I like that. Um, Next on the clock, the Houston Texans are the 23rd pick. Here we are again with the Houston Texans. Um, they don't help themselves with no. the design of the offense. Um, and Deshaun Watson doesn't help himself with his play. He likes to hold the ball entirely too often. The reality is, though, he takes too many sacks. Mm. Their offensive line is, I think, probably the word now you'd have to use is pathetic. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm struggling to believe now that they can take anything other than a first round offensive lineman. It has to be done. Yeah. Um, I don't have a strong feel for who they take here. Dalton Reisner out of Kansas State is a good player, offensive tackle. Um, I like the kid out of Oklahoma, Cody Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good player, a solid ta- tackle prospect. Needs a bit of work. Uh, rough edges, not perfect. Um, you wouldn't play him left tackle yet. He'd have to play right tackle, maybe even boot him inside to guard, depending on the offensive system. Yep. Um, so not 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 fully there yet, but they have to go O line for me. No, yeah. Uh, maybe three picks on the O line in this draft mm. for the Texans potentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that at all. Uh, like, at all. I like that very much. Uh, definitely think they'll, they'll dress the O-line there. Now we come on to the Oakland Raiders' uh, second pick in this draft. And uh, again, with the Raiders, there's a lot of a lot of areas they could go for here. Um, but they have a lot of needs. They've got a, a pick coming up in three uh, picks time as well. And a lot of people like uh, Joshua Jacobs uh, to go to the Raiders with one of these picks. But um, as we were discussing, Mike, I think there's... You can get a lot of value at running back further down this draft, um, and I just don't think they they risk a first round pick on a running back here, an Ooh. Alabama running back nonetheless. Yeah, that yeah that have been pretty much misses in the NFL. Mm. Uh, Mark yeah. Ingram has played well, uh, De- Derek Henry in stretches, but mostly misses. Yeah, um, yeah, and as you say, people like David Montgomery, um, Singletary, people like that, like Bryce Love later in the draft. Why would you take a runner up here? Yep, yep. Um, so I think the uh, the Raiders are going to go with the best cornerback prospect in this draft, uh, in my eyes. And it's um, DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. Um, abs- absolutely my, my number one cornerback in this draft. He's a, a really good uh, man coverage guy. Um, he's been locked up with a number of uh, all-star receivers in the SEC and uh, had very good days uh, for the most part against all of them. Uh, we're giving a lot of love to the SEC guys here, Mike. It's very, very unlike myself, uh, but uh, I, I really, really enjoyed watching his tape. And um, yeah, I think this guy, a uh, very safe pick for the Raiders here at twenty-four. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty uh, high ceiling, mm. which is what the Raiders need. They need people that can come in and start right away. They don't actually necessarily need people that are going to go on to be, you know, total superstars. Mm, yeah. They need people that can contribute, and I believe he can. Yeah, um, as you say, very solid. Plays a lot of man. Paul Gunther, DC over there, will play exclusively man coverage mm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that's a really good team fit. And also, as you say, an immediate contributor. So, great pick there by you. Um, Next, we come on to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles with number 25. It's worked out nicely for you there, Mike. Yeah, well, when we when we, we didn't really plan this in terms of who would be, who would be picking for our own teams. Uh, it just so happened that the Eagles sit as an odd number, which means that I get the pleasure of introducing you all to the uh, the next star of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, now, Harry Roseman, uh, 
since I've been watching the Eagles, it's very, very straightforward. It's win in the trenches, draft in the trenches in the first round. Um, and that has been successful for him for the most part. Um, and I think that is potentially what the Eagles are going to do again here. Um, Josh Jacobs, absolutely no chance the Eagles take with Harry Roseman. Mm. I think the earliest I've seen him take a running back was uh, Sean McCoy in the second round. Um, he just doesn't do it. Um, so I'm going to say that they are going to look defensive line. They would have loved Christian Wilkins to be there. Pair him up with Fletcher Cox. That mm. is immediately one of the best tandems in the NFL. Um, he's not there. But I think there is a player that they do like here that played with Christian Wilkinson, uh, Christian Wilkins, sorry, at uh, at college, uh, and it is Clellan Farrell, mm, the yeah. edge rusher out of uh, out of Clemson. Yeah, nice. uh, watched his watched his tape the other day, and he was extremely physical in the run game. Yeah, um, something that uh, something that the Eagles are going to absolutely love about him, and he's also a very productive pass rusher mm. um, and polished as well. Um, I, I, th- I think potentially. He's a first slash second round guy, so some people might question the value. Um, but I think we're going to slowly, slowly build up uh, another pass rush, um, more depth at our pass rush, like when we won the Super Bowl. And I think Clellan Farrell is a good fit for that. Yeah, no, he's very good. The more of his tape I watched, the more I enjoyed. Uh, definitely got a great motor on him uh, yeah. and just a solid football yeah, no guy. Question on I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the Indianapolis Colts are next on the board with the 26th overall pick. Uh, the Colts having a, a revelation of a season last year, doing a, surpassing everyone's expectations, really, for them. They came a bit unstuck in the uh, divisional round. And I think that um, interior offensive line could be something they look at. Uh, Crystal Lindstrom is a guy who's getting a lot of talk out of Boston College uh, to come and pair him up there in the middle with um, the big fella they got last year in the, uh, the early rounds. But I think uh, they're thrilled to see uh, the big man Dexter Lawrence still up here on the board from uh, another, yes, another Clemson offensive lineman. Uh, they're, they're probably going to have three of these guys, all three taken the first round. Uh, just just an absolute mountain of a man at 6'4", 340 pounds. Uh, he's somebody who just clog holes for this Colts team and just immediately make him a lot more physical up front. Um, I believe they're playing Marcus Hunt at the moment in the inside, uh, which uh, isn't good for anyone. Well, he, he he did okay. Yeah. He did okay, but more as a pass rusher from that position. Yeah, um, they could certainly do with some help in that, that stopping that run there. Um, and and you know, yeah, Dexter Lawrence will certainly do that for them. Uh, I think I think Bill Belichick just threw his clipboard at the wall there in the New England draft room. <laughs> yeah. so I think they love him. So yeah, uh, yeah I think a good pick there. Good pick. Yep. And uh, we have uh, oh the Raiders yet again on the yeah. clock with uh, twenty-seven. Uh, they are back. Yeah. Now back in black. They didn't really need an internal, uh, an interior player. I get that. Yeah. We gave him one of those. They did need a corner. You gave him a good one, DeAndre Baker. Edge is still a need on this football team. Mm. Chase Vinovich is in play here. Mm. Yeah. However, I don't think they go Chase Vinovich because you know what else is a need in Oakland? Running back. Ah, yes. Yep, that's right. Beast mode has left the building. Mm. So I'm going to give them the best back in this draft. We've been a little bit dismissive of him tonight purely because we don't believe in taking backs in the first round, especially in this draft, uh, potentially. Um, but he's a very polished both blocker and receiver. Mm. Obviously, he's a very talented runner. Um, I, I think uh, Gruden will be uh, tantalized at having him in that West Coast offense, and I, I think it immediately makes them better on offense. Uh, best friend of a wobbly quarterback is a, a dependable running back, so yeah. I, I, think, I think they sprint to the podium again for that one. Uh, Joshua Jacobs, of course, Alabama. 
uh, going there to the to the Raiders of 27. Uh, next we have the Chargers on a 28. We're keeping it in California here with the Chargers. Um, and yeah, this is another one where they, you know, they they could go any way they want. Really, there's still still a lot of good players out here. Um, but I think the the Chargers see the value in uh, in getting a, a future quarterback who they can groom here behind uh, Philip Rivers, and um, I, I just think this is the this makes the most sense for them here. I, I'm not sure they'd be too enamoured with some of the some of the defensive players or need some of the uh, offensive linemen left on the ball, which could be a need for them. So I'm going to give them a Daniel Jones here, the quarterback <laughs> out of uh, Duke. <coughs> Blimey. Well, okay, wow, interesting. That shots fired here by Matthews late in the draft. Um, okay, just yeah, a couple of years behind Rivers, I guess you're thinking. Yeah, I think so. I think Rivers is almost done there, so it's uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't. I think he's he's got too many kids. He's going to retire at some point <laughs> soon uh, for yeah. a bit of family time. So okay, get himself yeah. a, get himself a Daniel Jones heading out to LA. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get himself a uh, get himself a tan. Yep. Um, okay, so this leaves me with uh, somewhat of a quandary here. Mm. Uh, because the Kansas City Chiefs are on the board. I'm sure Tom would have loved to have made this pick. Mm. Um, we got needs mm. in Kansas City, ladies and gentlemen. I I think potentially they are going to go defense. Um, they so lost it's a, it's a cornerback or an edge rusher, really. Yeah, they lost D Ford um, and Justin Houston and Justin Houston. Uh, they do have defensive back issues. They always, they perennially seem to have defensive back issues. The Kansas City Chiefs. Byron Murphy is a good talent, but he's more of a zone corner, which historically hasn't been played in in Kansas City. But more of a man team. So I'm going to give them, in my opinion, the next best edge rusher on the board, uh, and that is a guy with plays like his hair is on fire, and he's got a lot of hair. Mm. And it's Chase Vinovich ah, yeah, out of uh, another Michigan defensive prospect. Yep, it is. Um, well, you know, he's good football IQ straight off the bat. Yeah, fantastic football IQ. Strong, strong run player. Mm. Um, as I say, no issue about motor at all. No. Uh, I think you can come in and groom him to uh, to become a a prospect for years to come in, in Kansas City. I think he'd be yeah. I think he'd be good value for them there, and he fills a need as well. Yeah, definitely. That certainly reminds me a lot of uh, a, a young Justin Houston there. Uh, Chase Vinovich is a very similar type of player. So, uh, yeah, very happy to, to get him in I'm on the board. I did well, did I, for your boys? Yeah, yeah no, I was, I was chuffed with that, Mike. Very chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next we have the, the Green Bay Packers here with a um, another pick in the draft. And... Uh, the Packers have got the choice here of safeties. So I definitely think they're going to pick a safety here. And um, I'm going to go with my choice at safety, which is a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, out of Florida. Not just because of his name, obviously, Mike, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's, Chauncey. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a, a good player. He can come in and, uh, and contribute and uh, make plays there for that defense. So it's, uh, it's a pr- pretty, <clears throat> pretty simple pick there for the Packers. Nice. Okay, I like that. Very straightforward. Seems to fill a need, mm. um, and uh, more of a box safety there. So, quite a good fit for replacement for Ha Ha Clinton Dix oh, actually. Yeah. So that that works quite well for the Packers. Um, I have options for the LA Rams. I they do need an edge player. I think Chase Vinovich going off the board there. They're a potential trade up candidate there mm. uh, for Chase Vinovich. Yeah. Um, because I, I think they, they really would like an edge player in this draft. Um, they'd like a linebacker. 
but I'm going to go a little bit off the board. This isn't a need. This is a pure luxury pick, but mm. they are in win-now mode. Yeah. Um, give me Hollywood Brown mm. going to Hollywood. Uh, it's nice. the, the headlines write themselves. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown heads out there to LA to team up with uh, with Goff and the guys, and uh, I think he Goff and the guys, Goff and the like guys, a, like a nineties sitcom. Yeah, it it, it does, yeah, uh, and I I think he he makes plays for them there straight away. Yeah, might might get a few more bums on seats there in Los Angeles as well. And that's, uh, you know, the more I think about it, the more I like this actually because I think they they can hand off to him on jet sweeps that kind of thing. I think I think he could be a really nice fit there in that offense. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, next we have the the what last I suppose on the list is the the Patriots here with a thirty second overall pick. Um, Good luck with this, Tom. Mm, yeah. Would you would you like to tell would you care to tell me what Bill <laughs> Belichick's going to do in the draft, Tom? Well, you never quite know what Bill Belichick's uh, going to do. Um, an interesting trade player. back, I'd imagine. Yeah, an interesting player who uh, I think the Patriots may be having to look at here is Paris Campbell out of Ohio State. Uh, and uh, a do everything sort of player who they can line up at running back and receiver, almost like a Cordero Patterson. Uh, type of player who they they really enjoyed using last year, but uh, history tells us that the Patriots won't take a uh, a, a luxury receiver in this in this uh, round. But uh, you know, I'm just putting it out there they they may be looking at him. Uh, if the Patriots were to take a player, I'll just uh, I'd assume they will take the best cornerback available or or a offensive lineman. Uh, as as mentioned, Lindstrom's a guy who's been getting a lot of talk here out of Boston College. He's still available to come and play guard. Um, Interior I'll, defensive line they love as well. So Jerry Tillery out of Notre Dame could be in play here mm, as well. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is he more of a run stuff or a yeah big yeah. boy? But he could come and play nose, maybe three technique mm. in that defense. So uh, an option. It's all. It's all there. Uh, I'm going to give him Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. He's the best player left uh, on our board that we've got up here, uh, and I think he's uh, he just comes into that system really nicely. Um, Washington having a, a good history of producing good uh, defensive players of late, uh, good football IQ guys, and I think it just makes uh, perfect sense here. Okay, fair enough. That's, uh, that rounds off the draft. Wow. Well, we've done. How do you feel it went overall? You happy with what you did there? Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, yeah. I feel um, I feel potentially the the Giants may have actually taken Rashawn Gary there instead of uh, instead of Allen on the edge at the, at the start. Yeah, which could have certainly uh, shaken things up a bit, but. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think uh, there was some there was some pretty natural fits in there. Mm, um, yeah, four quarterbacks going in the in the first round here yeah. for what is a very weak quarterback class. I oh think, yeah, yeah. I, just, I think I still that would raise some eyebrows. But I think you and I have both talked about. You know, we we expect to see that. Yeah. And I think people getting value all the way down. It looks like quite a strong class this year. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think well, I think we've done quite well there. Now, obviously, none of this will be correct uh, when the whole thing actually plays out because it's almost impossible to get it right. Oh, but, it is, uh, yeah. Well, maybe our uh, our next mock draft matrix will. Uh, will be a bit more when we, interesting when we step into the matrix again yeah yeah we will step in again and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll have a look at some trades and uh, all sorts of other options but uh, yeah thanks for sticking with us um, and uh, yeah let us know your thoughts uh, who you'd like to see your team draft next time absolutely catch you later see you later can I kick it yes you can can I kick it yes you can can I kick it Can I kick it?